So F3 and F2 return once again, and this weekend coming, we find ourselves at the Hingara Ring, just outside Budapest. Welcome back to episode 18 of Formula Talk. Today we are here to discuss both F3 and F2. My name is Tom, Sophia is still away, so we have yet another glorious guest on the podcast, and this week we have none other than Mr. George Housen. George, hello, sir. Good evening, Tom, and thank you for the lovely introduction as always. That's quite all right. Just before we get into this episode, we must thank our sponsor, Bet Online. So, Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and match reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, we would love it if you could take five to leave us a five-star rating on Spotify or a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you're one of the 72% of people who are not yet subscribed to the channel, please consider helping us out with a like and a, and a, and a subscribe. Also, final bit of plugging, please make sure to follow our new socials with the handle at GridTalkUK. So we are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Threads, um, maybe TikTok. I wouldn't ask me, to be honest. I'm not popular enough for that. Um, but yes, you can find us across all your social platforms with the handle at GridTalkUK. So, George, F3 and F2, we'll, we'll start with F3, work our way up the proverbial food chain. Um, this week, they're, they're back at Hungary after a pretty exciting weekend uh, at Silverstone weekend before last. How do you think um, F3 is going to get on this weekend? Let's, uh, let's, let's hear some thoughts. Well, if Silverstone's anything to go by, it's going to be an interesting occasion for sure. I mean, um, you know, Hungary is, is not an easy track. It's... One of the more difficult ones, I'd say. It's a very technical track. A lot of the inexperienced drivers in the field are gonna, you know, they're gonna struggle relative to, you know, the more experienced, the more talented guys, quite frankly. Um, yeah, no, it should be interesting for sure. And it's a track that's really, really hard to overtake around as well. And especially for the guys further down the field, when when there's nothing to lose, they're just gonna go for it. So I'm looking forward to it. I love F3 because there's 30 cars on the grid, which is just a huge amount of drivers competing on the same track. So it's only natural that in a field mainly made up of teenage boys, that uh it's going to be it's gonna be a very exciting occasion. Yeah. Do you think any of them are gonna channel their inner Valtteri Bottas and just make an absolute send down into turn one yes i am referring to 2021 do you think we can expect to see some shenanigans from that this weekend or i mean anything's possible i mean i'll call tires and i mean i'm just going to look at the weather forecast now see if it's gonna see if it's potentially gonna rain it says it might rain on saturday take that as you will something could happen for the sprint with that potentially but sunday glorious sunshine as you'd expect at this time of the year in hungary um i mean you never know i mean to be fair though even if the conditions are not the best, I think the F3, F3 field, for the most part, did a very good ja- job of kind of handling that at Silverstone a couple of weeks ago. You know, it, it was really, really tricky conditions for at least the at least the feature race. I think the sprint race potentially too. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I was there. You think I'd remember, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> but there was definitely some tricky conditions for them to kind of get a hold of. And obviously, the track is a lot lower speed than Silverstone, so... We could we could see some of the same drivers like Oli Goff and uh, 
Fonaroli doing particularly well this weekend, um, or it could be the more usual ones like Pepe Marti, Gabriel Bortoletto, Paul Aaron, uh, Gabrielli Mini, those guys are being up there this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like you said, it's definitely a track where experience counts. And, you know, as I referred to quite often on our sister show, Grid Talk, go subscribe. Um, you know, it's uh, it, they call it Monaco without the walls. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely more challenging, you know, it's, it's, especially that middle sector is sort of turn after turn and it's got quite high curbs as well. So it's, um, it's definitely going to provide a challenge. But you um you provided quite a nice segue actually. Let's um let's just have a look at some predictions, shall we, for uh, for F three, for uh for um Budapest. So I want to hear your I want to hear your uh your pole position, your sprint podium, your uh, I was going to say qualifying podium. No, um, uh, your feature race podium and a bowl prediction. Right. Okay. So pole position. I've just got a funny feeling about Pepe Marti. I think he's been driving really well. And there's there's been some Spanish drivers in the past, like Fernando Alonso in the F1, do very well around Hungary. So I'm, I'm going to go for him for pole position. And obviously it gets reversed for the sprint race. Um, I think, especially after last weekend, where he cut through the field knowing after an awful qualifying, I'm going to tip Beganovic to do well this weekend. I think had he not... Qualified so badly, I did not. I think he had an engine failure in qualifying. Uh, the sentence to the back of the grid. Had that not happened, I think he definitely would have been in a shot of podiums in both races with the way he drove. So, I am gonna, I'm gonna go for him. I'm gonna go for him to win the uh, win the sprint race. Um, let's have a look at the grid. Let's say, let's put Colapinto in second because he did win the sprint last time out in Silverstone, and third. Let's go Paul Aaron. And then for the feature race, uh, let's go with a more conventional one. Likes to flag for Pepe Marti after qualifying on pole. Let's say Mini in second. And let's throw Brit in there. Let's chuck, after an awful home weekend, I'm going to chuck Sacco Sylvan in there. The third place on the podium. Uh, Bold prediction, aside from some of the predictions that I've given, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's see what I've got here. You know, he's been due a good result for a while. I've not predicted him to be on podium, so I'll predict him just to be off of it. I'm going to go for Seb Montoya for a top five at some point in the weekend, just because he's had he's been doing some incredible qualifying sessions. He could have won one of the races around Silverstone had things not happened like they did. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for him for a for a for a top five. Partly just because I used to love his dad when he <laughs> he was racing in F1. I do want to see Seth Montoya do that for a bit of nostalgia. So yeah, I'll go for him for a top five. Okay, that would certainly make for a for a for a very exciting weekend if uh, you know if, if Montoya did get in the top in the top five, I should say. Um I do have some predictions from Sophia as well. She she has she has sent me a, a long list of notes, even though she is Halfway across the world, she's still here with us in spirit. So apologies for looking down as well, if anybody is actually watching this. So Sophia for F3, she has said, uh, Gregoire Saucy on pole, which is an interesting shout. 
Um, and that is uh, that is not her bold prediction either. So, okay. Um, her sprint podium is going to be Franco Colapinto P1, uh, second, uh, Leo Fornaroli, and third, she has said Zach O'Sullivan. So, Ooh. I know something in that. Something in I, that. <laughs> I, I, I know, Joe, as I read, I thought, yeah, okay, okay. And then for the feature race, she has said Gabriel Mini to win. Uh, uh, Gabby Bortoletto to come second, and she said Dino is gonna is gonna come third. So no podium for a pole sister, Rekwasorsi, which is interesting. Mm. And her bold prediction, um, which will lead me on to a little bit of news, she said, uh, new drivers get points. Ooh, I was thinking that for the bold prediction, you know, I was, but <laughs> she's actually gone for it. Fair play. Mm. And she has this knack of getting the predictions bang on as well. It's almost um, like she knows what she's talking about or something. I know, yeah. Well, it, well mate, it's, it's not like I do, so you know, as I miss having here because she balances out the show. Um, yeah, so we, we do have a we do have a little bit of news as well um, about F3. So for the rounds in both Spa, no, not Spa, that's wishful thinking. Uh, we're not there yet. Um, for both the rounds in Spielberg and Silverstone, um, PHM Racing by Charouze, they had Mackenzie Cresswell, the young British driver in, who was standing in for two races. Now, we didn't know if it was going to be permanent or if it was going to be temporary. It is indeed temporary, or it was temporary, I should say, as PHM Racing by Charouze, or just Charouze, as a lot of us know them, they have announced that Wu Young Shin uh, is going to be racing for them for the rest of the season. Now, thankfully, he goes by the name Mike, so, if if we so you know if, um, if you hear us refer to him as Mike, that's not that's not me being you know a bit thick. That is gen- genuinely what why he probably likes to go by. So, George, just want to get your thoughts on that. Um, do you think it's? I mean, it, I say, do you think it's a good appointment? We don't really know much about him, but Sharus haven't had the best of seasons. Do you think maybe this sort of like somewhat financed backing may help them i'm trying to be as delicate of this as i can <laughs> yeah i mean it's one of them isn't it i mean we know it's expensive to go racing even at the level of formula three um i mean i'm just looking up some of the guy's results on here he's competed in formula regional middle east he's competed in gb3 championship the f4 british championship he's done all right in all of them he's not exactly blown blown the competition out of the water um but in terms of representation, I think it's great because he's Korean. And the only other Korean guy that I can think of in motorsport is, is Jack Aitken. And he's only half Korean. I believe he still competes under the British flag. And um, so it's good to get someone who's outright Korean and competing with a Korean flag in motorsport. I you know, wish him all the best with that. I do like to see that the, the kind of variety of nationalities in, in, the, in the junior series. He's only 18. He's really young. He can improve a lot. But like like we like we said, you know, it's it's going to be it's going to be difficult for him because he's coming into Formula Three season almost at the end of the season. Everybody else has got like six seven rounds under the belt already, so it's going to be quite difficult for him. But you know, he's just going to do it as a learning experience with a view to potentially um, driving for the next season as well if he impresses. Yeah, and that that is a good point, you know, because we've had um, but how many rounds have we had? We've had one, two three four five six 
this is going to well this this would have been round eight but i'm discounting it because obviously it was cancelled um so budapest is going to be round seven and bear in mind after budapest we have two rounds left we have spa um the following weekend we then have uh, about a month off and then we're then we're at monza and that's it so yeah i i i agree with you i do suspect it's sort of like financially motivated however great to see more more representation from across the globe i think you made a very very good point there and you know i and, and when you said i can only think of another driver who's who's korean or you know and then you said jack Aiken, and i went you know i yeah you, you you made a good point because i couldn't i couldn't think of anybody so yeah so it, it i think it is going to be good for the sport um however I do wonder if it's sort of just getting his feet, and maybe it's just sort of Shrews testing him out for next year to, to see how he gets on. You know, because the, the sorry, the, the calendar is going to remain largely the same. Let's be fair. So, uh, you know, so it's um, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting one. But just looking up, I was going to say up the grid, um, up the series chain. Let's have a look at F two. Um, so, you know, if, if you want drivers who are slightly more, slightly more well-behaved, not much, um, let's, let's, let's have a chat about F2. So, you know, so obviously last week, uh, sorry, not last week, weekend before, a good, um, excuse me, a very, very good weekend at, at Silverstone, you know, really, really exciting, uh, this uh, this this weekend, you know, we we see um, you know, obviously the series coming back. Last year we had uh, Jack Dewan winning the sprint race and then Theo Pochard winning the feature race. Do you think we can expect to see something similar this year, or, or do you think um, you know do, do you think we're going to have new winners in one or maybe even both of the races? But I, I don't want predictions. Just just. <laughs> this is <a> topic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean it, it's potentially going to happen. I mean, uh, you know, Teo Pacher, second in the championship, having a great season. I really do like him. He seems like a genuinely nice guy as well from very limited interactions I've had with him. Um, so, you know, I wish him all the best with that. And I think he's quite close to Fred Vesti. I mean, it does seem, I'm just going to get the championship up here. It does seem like it's a three-horse race. I mean, we still, we've got more rounds than, um, than F3. We do have, uh, five rounds in total, including Budapest to go. So we've got uh, Zandvoort and Yasmarina in the in Abu Dhabi as well to to come, as well as Hungary, Spa, and, and Monza as well. So there's a bit more to go with the F F two. There's there's more to kind of play for. Um, but it does seem like it's a free horse race between Vesti and Porsche and uh, Ayumu Asa as well. Um, and Porsche is going to be desperate to to do well this weekend uh he's been a very very consistent driver this season he's only had one win but a lot of podiums a lot of strong points finishes and that's what's really got him up there in the standings whereas uh vesti and owasa they've had multiple wins um and pat's been a little bit less consistent not always a fault of course they're like the cars have not helped either at times so we, we could well see a repeat of of drivers uh, who won last year winning this year. I mean, I'd say I'm, I'm going to get into my predictions in particular, but I just want to say that Behrman and Martins, both rookies this season, absolutely lighting the place. So they have been fantastic, especially for drivers of their age as well. I think Behrman's only 18. Uh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous what they're doing. I mean, Behrman at times did not exactly, you know, clover himself for glory last week, last weekend at Silverstone. But, but yeah, there's some serious talent there. Those, those two, some of the favorites definitely um and and just like f3 f2 is a spec series so 
anybody really can challenge. Anybody on their day can be up there. I mean, you look you look at the the results of the season, and pretty much everybody down to Hajar, who is uh, who is sixteenth in the standings, has a podium or more. I mean, that's that's a kind of variety that you don't really get in many series. It's it's really good to see. So. So yeah, I'm, just like F3, I'm expecting the very exciting uh, weekend this weekend for the F2. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, um, the, you know, I will confess sometimes I don't don't always wake up in time for, for the F3 because they start rather early. But the for the F2, which I am you know, usually around and about for, is very very exciting. Uh, yeah, I certainly for one, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing them go around. Um, you you you. You brought up a good point, actually, and I was going to sort of just go into this a bit more. So, it's it is a three horse race for for the for the championship, but it's realistically it's between Fred Vesti and and Teo Pusher. Um Do you think Pusher can do enough this season to win it? Do you think this is his kind of like make or break season because he missed out last year and it ultimately slipped away from him after Drugovich won? Um, just. Do you think Pusher's got it in him to to win the season? And if he does, what's he going to do next year? Yeah, well, I think he's got it in him definitely. And and the thing the thing about Porsche is even though he's been in F two for I think this is his third season, he's only nineteen years old. He's he's still ridiculously young. So it's not it's not a break up make or break thing for him. Um, it could be his last season in F two, no matter what. Potentially, if if he finishes second in the standings, then Sauber. Yeah, because it will be Sauber next year, and he's part of the Sauber Academy, technically. Uh, Sauber will probably want to move him on to, well, they might actually bring him into the F1 team, but if not, then they'll probably send him out to Super Formula or something like that. That seems like the kind of route that experienced F2 uh, drivers kind of go down, because at that point, you'd think, what is there really to gain? Yeah, okay, even if he's not won the title, he's pretty much up there, and he's still really young, and he's still bloody quick and consistent as well that's the thing with Porsche like I said he doesn't win very often but he's very very consistent and that's probably more important than anything for a team that's down near the bottom of the grid and um and obviously subject to the cost cap as every other team in F1 is excuse me and for next year I mean you've got Guan Yu Zhou and you've got Valtteri Bottas in that Alfa Romeo seat which will become Sauber for next year because they're losing that branding eventually obviously they become Audi what kind of situation they end up in at that point, I don't know with the drivers. That's the way it's off. That's 2026, I think. So there's a bit of time with that. Porsche is going to be eligible for a super license if he's already not got one. He's going to be raring to get in a Formula One car. Does he go into the Sauber? Is there room for him there? Are Sauber going to get rid of Valtteri Bottas? I don't know. I'd be very tempted to if I was them. And I do like Bottas. I think he's a nice guy, but he's just not shown himself to be this to be, to be the level of the driver that he was at Mercedes, a guy that would on occasion challenge Hamilton, regularly get podiums. Yes, best car on the grid, of course. But as we've seen from Sergio Perez this year, you can have the best car on the grid, but you still need to be a bloody good driver to get up there in the top three and win the occasional race. So if if I if I was Sauber, if I was whoever the team principal of Sauber, I think Seidel's gone there or going there. If I was if I was Seidel, I'd say, well, I don't really want Bottas. He's not going to get any better. This Porsche kid will get better. He's still he's good right now. But then you're left in the situation where you've got Joe and Porsche 
in the F1 team. And with the greatest respect to Joe, I think he's a solid driver. I don't really see him improving a hell of a lot. Could be proven wrong on that, of course. Happy to be. But a team leader? I don't know. I don't really see that in him. Not yet. So then you've got Paul Cher and Joe, and that's an inexperienced lineup. Like they'll probably get better, but still, it's a tricky, tricky situation that Sauber find themselves in. But if it's not if it's not Sauber, then where does he go? Nowhere, probably. Probably to be a reserve driver at Sauber. <laughs> so I think I think it's Sauber or bus for him, really, to be honest. And I think it's very possible that he doesn't make his way into F1 next year, even if he wins the championship. We have seen this before. Champions of F2 don't always go into F1, especially straight away. Exactly. Yeah, you know, and it's um, even if he does find himself, you know, sort of in a test and reserve driver or a test and reserve role, I should say, uh, all I say is, Sauber, make sure your contracts are watertight because you don't want to lose him to McLaren. Um you know, but you know, but you know, we, we joke about it. It's like you know, if a driver sits in a test and reserve role for two, three years after winning F two, so this is what I kind of fear about Drogovic. You know, because yeah. you know, because without getting to F one, you know, because that's that's for the sister show. Um, yeah, he's not going to be in a C. I don't think. You know, I, you can't see where he's going to go. Well, we know we'd like him to go, but it's not going to happen. Um, you know, and it's just like you know, you know. I know that Porsche will, will, he's still incredibly young. He's only, what, I think he's 19 in you, you said. 19 years old, yeah. Yeah, you know, so he's, um, he's, he's got a, you know, obviously got a big career ahead of him, but he's not going to, there's only so much that he's going to learn by being a test and reserve driver and doing, you know, like however many practice sessions, what, six practice sessions in a season, you know, he's a, it's, uh, there's only so much he's going to learn and he will need to be into a full-time seat because otherwise he's going to, I'm not saying he's going to lose it, but you know, it's, that sort of like sharpness that sometimes you see that may dwindle and nobody wants to see that. Yeah. So that's, yeah. That, that's, that's, that's my view in it anyway, for, for, you know, for, for, for all that it's worth. Um, but yeah, um, now let's let's just have a quick look at some predictions. I've got Sophia's here as well, so I'll I'll read this out in a moment. But um George, give me some predictions for F2 Budapest this weekend. Oh. Well, let's have a well, let's let's be exciting. Let's go with what the weather forecast said and say that it's gonna rain on, on Saturday. So but before that, obviously we've got qualifying. Um I'm gonna go for poor share for poll. He's not had many. I think he's only had one this season looking at the results. But I'm going to go with him because he seems quite good around Hungary and he needs a good result here, obviously. Uh, so I'll go with him for pole. Sprint race. I'll say if it's wet because he was absolutely untouchable at Silverstone. I'm going to go for Fred Vesti to win the sprint race. It was wet during that as well for Silverstone two weeks ago. Let's put Behrman in second. Let's chuck Jack Dewan in in third because he's a, he's a guy that's been doing some monster drives recently. <laughs> like I said about uh, Boganovic and F3 doing some some ridiculous drives. Uh, Dewan was absolutely in the wars in both races as all of a sudden. He was excellent. Um, and then for the future race, let's say let's say Paul Shadow win that from Paul again. 
It's pretty calm around Hungary. It's hard to pass. Portowasa in second. I don't think he'll have a particularly great weekend, but he'll get second place in the feature. Third. You know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna chuck Jack doing it again. I'm gonna go for a double podium for. Him. <laughs> but I want basing that on, but he, he just he just seems like a man that is uh is fired up right now with the help of Ollie Behrman along the way. So <laughs> <laughs> that 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 is a uh, that that would be a good weekend for Jack doing, and I you know I think he needs it. Mm. Um, yeah, you know I, I I'd like to see him to, you know to get at least one podium, but re- really I'd like to see a double podium. You know he's a. Mm. Uh, no, I, th- I, th- I think you'd need that. But um, I've got Sophia's here. So again, apologies for, for looking down. Um, so on pole, she has got Fred Vesti. Uh, and then her podium for the sprint, she has said Victor Martins to win, Clement Novalak for second, and Iwasa for third. And then in the feature race, she has said Pocher to win. Of course, she says the same only for P2. Um, and then, honestly, that, that, is a, that is a running joke by this point. And yes, so I know he's from Barbados and you're from Bermuda. I got it right. Island support. So I, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, Islands Unite. Um, and then she said P3 with the feature race is going to be Ollie Behrman. But her bold prediction, she said the standings are going to change after the race and Fred Vesey won't be on top. Now, she didn't say who, but I think it's safe to say she said Pochette to win and Vesti not on any of the podiums. I think she's saying Pochette to lead the championship. So I'm going to say that her bold prediction is Pochette to lead the championship. I think mm. she's, trying to, she's trying to be too vague so, so she can get a she can scab an extra point. Mm. I know your game, Richmond. <laughs> so, yeah, that would... Uh, you know, I I, th- I think if if that if that does happen this weekend, then that's good for um that'd be really good for Pusher going into the summer break. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We've still got Spa to go. We've still got Spa to go before we have for the summer break. And and Tom Tom was uh, a <laughs> Tom couldn't believe that then, but but that's only because Spa has been after the summer break for as long as I can remember. But this year it's before it for some reason. I know it, it feels so wrong. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it doesn't it, feel right. It, it feels so. It feels so wrong. It, it should always be Spa, and then the first week of September should be Monza, and then mm. we sh- then we should have Zamvolt, or Zamvolt should be like before Hungary or after Hungary or something. But yeah. But, but yeah. But also for me, Hungary is either Hungary or Germany. When we have Germany, I still miss Hockenheim. Um, those two is. In my head, they're traditionally the last race before the before the summer shutdown. So it, yeah, yeah, it, it feels, used to be. Yeah, if it it, it it feels odd with Spa, but you know it's it's more racing before the before the break. So I'm not going to complain. He says, having just moaned for two minutes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, some things never change. Eh? So um, yeah, that is our. That is our preview of Formula 3 and Formula 2, F3 and F2, for the Hungarian Grand Prix. So, George, tell us a bit more about yourself, what you do, where can we find you, all that good stuff. 
Yeah, so um, yeah, I'm I'm the guy that's behind uh, the Football Chronicle. Uh, you can search up uh, footballchronicle.com. That's F-U-T-B-O-L chronicle.com, uh, part of the F1 Chronicle group of websites. Uh, I usually do an, a weekly opinion piece on there. But uh, it's the it's the off season at the moment. However, it's coming back soon, so I will be producing those uh, those opinion pieces on everything in the world of football. I'm sure that the many transfer do, uh, dealings and uh, one country in particular buying everybody uh, <laughs> to talk about, if nothing else. Um, and yeah, obviously, if you want to hear more from me, you can obviously go onto a different chronicle. There's some some of my articles on there, and obviously, you know, I uh, I do help. I do host this show sometimes sometimes i'm more on the panel these days i enjoy it to be honest with you less effort so hats off to you tom doing a great job hosting as always and uh and yeah thanks for having us on <laughs> thank you mate yeah no, i've been doing i've been doing a lot of talking in work today so i'm looking forward to going home and saying nothing um but yes uh formula talk is available on youtube where one day we will be doing a live episode but today is not that day um you can also find us on amazon fire spotify Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Herbal, and Pocket Cast. Just search for Formula Talk for our back catalogue of shows, and you can also find our sister show, Grid Talk, where we discuss all things F1. Please consider supporting the channel on Patreon so we can get mics, lights, and better recording equipment. Also, make sure you're subscribed so you're the first to know when each new episode is released. We'll be back next week to review the Hungarian Grand Prix. I'm going to have another guest next weekend because Sophia won't be back. Um, until then, thank you so much for listening to the Grid Talk podcast presented by Bet Online, and goodbye. <laughs>